Hello, and welcome to the Learning to Slay the Beast podcast, a resilience podcast where we talk about all the challenging things that we're working to overcome, like anxiety, health, and relationship issues. My name is Sarah. Welcome to another edition of the Learning to Slay the Beast podcast. I'm your host, Sarah, and happy to connect with you this week. It's been a busy fall. I've had a few things going on in my personal life, had a back injury, had another virus go through the house. So back again this week, though with another episode where we're going to talk a little bit more about change. We've talked about that a few times on the podcast, change, transitions, a whole bunch of different topics in that realm. Even just a few weeks ago, we had Stephen Tuig on the podcast talking about mastering change. And we know it's tough, it's scary, it's difficult to navigate. Well, imagine your whole life changed and you were completely starting over. Imagine you were a recently divorced person after being in a marriage for 25 years and you're also empty nesting. You've also just moved across the country where you don't know anybody. What would you do? How would you approach starting over? Well, today we're going to speak with Elle Hart who did that exact thing. She had that exact same experience and she's going to tell us how she made it through and how how she's now thriving following all of those circumstances. So Elle Hart is a coach, emotional intelligence practitioner, and really an empowerment mentor. She has her own podcast called Feel Empowered Every Day, where she talks all about empowerment and emotional intelligence and really coaches people through this type of change. So hopefully you can get a little glimpse on this type of whole life change and what to do when you're starting over and how to do it and thrive. We often end up in positions where we're starting over. Maybe you've had a huge job change. Maybe you've gone through a divorce. Maybe your children have moved out and you're an empty nester. There's a million different ways that we can be starting over in our life. So I think there's a lot of great little nuggets that you can get today from L Hart. So please enjoy this conversation with L Hart. So welcome, Elle, to the podcast. I'm happy to connect with you today. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Great. So why don't we start with you providing a bit about your background and a little bit more on how your life completely changed? Yeah. So I was married and started my family when I was in college. So I went straight from college to motherhood. Mm. I ended up being a stay-at-home mom, raising three boys for 25 years. And the marriage was unhealthy to begin with, but we both um, wrote it out as long as we could. And the day after our 25th wedding anniversary is when we decided we couldn't do it any longer. Wow, that's huge. (laughs) Also happened to be the same year that we were empty nesting. So I went from immersing myself into my family to having everybody leave all at the same time. So I found myself for the first time in my life, especially my adult life, um, being an independent person and just being by myself and figuring things out on my own. And this all while going through 
a divorce process, which was anything but <laughs> amicable. Let's just put it that way. Okay. Yeah. So it was a tough season right there all at one time. Um, but I gave myself grace. I had my bad days when I needed to have my bad days. I let myself feel my feels. And then I said, no, two bad days in a row. So if I had a bad day the next day, I got up, I made myself get through and do what I needed to do. And in this process of letting myself feel those feelings and letting myself go through everything, I feel like I learned how to cope so much better with everything that was going on. And I was actually getting stronger in the process as well. Oh, wow. That's great. That's interesting. No two bad days in a row. So you kind of work really hard on that next day to to feel better and, and do things differently. Is that kind of how it worked? Yeah. And just try to change my mindset around mm. things. You, know, you can choose to feel like a victim or you can choose to feel like, okay, what this other person is doing or what this situation is presenting me is something outside of me. And how can I focus on me and getting through this now instead of putting all my energy into allowing them to decide how I'm going to feel? Easier said than done. That's why I said a few bad days in a row. You know, I just, I had to work extra hard on those days. But I knew in myself that if I let myself go down that road of one bad day after another bad day, I was Mm going to end up in a depressive state, in a bad spot, and I wasn't ever going to grow from this experience and have it turn into something else that I needed it to in my life. I didn't want to spend the rest of my days wallowing. I wanted to, I wanted to grow as scary as that, as scary as that was. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, let's talk about a little bit of the scariness. Like that definitely sounds like a lot of change at once, and that can be really challenging. But what makes starting over so challenging? It's the unknown. Mm-hmm. It was just the unknown. Like I said, I had I had never lived by myself before. I had never managed money fully by myself before, um, made decisions just on my own where I had to trust myself in the decision that was being made. So it was a lot of a lot of things happening all at one time that I wasn't sure how to go through and process. I was 46 and I felt like a 23 year old facing <laughs> facing the world, you know, by myself mm-hmm. um, without the um tools and and being equipped in doing so. You know, I didn't have a career to go back to. I I didn't want to go back to live in my hometown. Um, I knew I couldn't stay where I was, or I definitely wasn't going to grow. That was going to be too difficult. I had to make that decision to let the house go that I raised my kids in. I went through everything by myself, pared everything down, got, you know, sold off most of my belongings. I opened up a map and I thought, where do I belong? Where do I go? My kids weren't settled yet in where they were staying and going to be in life. So I wasn't going to base my decision on that. Mm-hmm. So I just had to decide what do I think is going to feel good to me right now? And so I chose to move from Chicago to California where I didn't know anybody. And wow. just, yeah. Try to start over. I got myself a little two-bedroom apartment, and um, it was very um, liberating 
and terrifying at the same time. Yeah, I can imagine because you're sort of at that point where all of the decisions are yours. And so that, you know, that's the big freedom piece, but, and you can do really whatever you want, but then that's also the really scary part. Where it's like, yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> this is all on me and, you know, there's nobody here to, to catch me sort of thing. And, and so that's, that's really interesting and quite the move. I mean, that's, that's really brave as well. So once you kind of made all of this change, like, and, and you were truly starting over in a new place um, with, you know, leaving your, your nest behind and all of those things, how did you really start to find your way in terms of starting over? One day at a time. Mm-hmm. I went with two mantras in mind. I said I was going to live in the present. I was going to leave the past behind and not hang on to it. And I was not going to worry about what the future was going to look like because I know both of those things would cause me stress and anxiety and too many big emotions. So I'm like, I'm just going to enjoy the moment. I'm going to enjoy today. I'm going to figure out today. And um, I moved to California, you know, for the weather, for the sunshine, for the beach, for the palm trees. All of those things were really important to me and my environment and helping me feel more grounded and safe, even though it was completely foreign to me and unknown. Um, So I focused on that moment. Okay, I'm here. I'm where I want to be. And then the second one was I need to drop expectations and live with appreciation instead. So those expectations are the expectations I place on other people that in the past have set me up for disappointment because I have no business doing that because ultimately that was just trying to control people is by setting expectations on them. I had to drop the expectations that I had for myself and just let myself experience and learn. And I had to drop the expectations that other people had been placing on me in the past as well and just do me for me and figure out what that looked like. So then how did you start to really find your path in terms of what you wanted to do career wise? And then even where in California you wanted to live or how you started to meet people? Like how did, how did your life start to come together then at that point? I worked on me. I figured out, you know, things about myself. And then in that, I noticed that relationships and people that I were meeting, were were unfolding different than what they had in the past for me. I was in a different place. And so I was welcoming people into my life in a different way. I felt stronger. I felt more confident. And that led to more healthy relationships and, and attracting the right people in my life and realizing when maybe somebody I was meeting really wasn't going to be a good fit for me and be okay with not having that, you know, go further. Um, then for my career, I knew I always loved children, obviously. Um, so I decided to look at what working in a school looked like for me. So I worked in a middle school. Um, I started out part-time as a security, and I was really bonding with the kids that were having trouble. And I felt like I was really making a good connection with them and talking to them in a way that maybe they weren't used to that helped them make better decisions for themselves. Mm -hmm. And then I ended up in a full-time position as an instructional aide and all the kids would come to me with their, their anxieties and their troubles. And so I decided that, 
hey, the missing piece that I realized that I struggled with as a teenager, as an adult, was a strong emotional intelligence. This is a way that maybe I can help these kids as well, is learn a stronger emotional intelligence at a younger age. So I dove in and I started studying that on my own, and I became a certified practitioner in that realm. And at that same time, I happened to run across, I had done all kinds of personal development and personality type quizzes and stuff along that journey of self-discovery for myself. And they all were interesting, but nothing really had a huge impact. Well, then I ran across a coach who really dove into the Clifton Strengths Assessment and explained them on such a personal level and such a deep level that it light bulbs went off. And it the decisions I had made, the things I was doing in my life all lined up. And now I had sort of that outside unbiased opinion of myself or look at myself that I had always reached to other people to determine for me. And this way it was not somebody else's opinion of me. It was my results of this assessment that I took just gave me the vocabulary of, hey, this is what I'm really like. This is who I am and this is how I do things best. And this is what I can lean into and own in myself. And boy, wouldn't this be a gift for these teenagers and young adults to learn this at this age rather than go through everything I had to go through and learn it at my age. So I dove into learning his way of developing the Clifton Strengths as well. Okay, yeah, that sounds really interesting. So then um, applying it to yourself, but then also something that you could work with, with students on too. Um, So that's, I guess, one of the tools that really helped you during the process. Is there anything else that you really found was, was key to the starting over process and to you kind of finding your next steps? Well, self-intelligence in general. So that is becoming aware of who you are. And a lot of us have a general self-awareness, but Mm -hmm. that's different than going like deeper with it and having that next piece, which is self-understanding as to really being able to look at yourself in an unbiased way or a I I view that we look at ourselves with a lens that's foggy with our previous experiences, maybe things that people have said to us in the past, their opinions, expectations. Once you clear all of that away and you can really see yourself for yourself, that helps you build that confidence and that stronger intelligence that leads to feeling empowered in life rather than what I call, I feel like I, I swung from the pendulum from powerless to powerful. And this was the sweet spot of empowerment where I, I just, I presented myself different. I felt differently about myself. I, I um, walked, you know, my walk and I talked my talk at the same time without worrying about what everybody else was thinking about it, which was a completely new experience for me. Yeah, that sounds great. Um, And so the self-intelligence piece that, that came a lot from the strengths assessment. Yeah, that's um, that's something that I developed as a foundation for working with, because then what I did is I took the strengths and I took the emotion intelligence, combined them together, and I developed a business out of it. Hmm. Um, it was intentional 
started out to be an after-school club for the kids at the middle school I was working with, but then the pandemic hit and like everybody else, we mm-hmm. had to change and, and, you know, make different choices on how we were going to handle things. So I decided to work with clients more one-on-one with that. So I work with families, couples, young adults who are struggling with the same sense of where do I, where do I belong? How do I figure things out? And I use the assessment as the foundation for that. And then we build that self-intelligence piece with it. And I just figured, hey, if it, if it really helped me um, get to the point where I'm at after struggling for so long, mm-hmm. it's, it's bound to help other people. And the feedback and the results have been amazing. So those That's are great. the tools that I rely on. Um, and so like, I've mean, I've taken different kind of personality tests, or I've taken things like there was something called strengths finder that I took at one point, like, how is this one different? Is it a series of questions? Is it like an online or is there like an interview type piece or exercises? How does it work? So the Clifton Strengths Assessment is actually strengths finders It's just they ah, call okay. it a new name now. Yep. And it's, you know, as you experienced when you took it, it's more developed for like the corporate life. And that's typically mm-hmm. people are introduced to it. And then when you do it that way, you learn your top five strengths. And it's a way to help corporations have their employees, you know, be on the right team and work better with mm-hmm. each other. Well, like I said, this coach that I found who has done such amazing work in himself with the with the strengths and how to understand them in every aspect of your life. He teaches that you go through the top 10 and the bottom five and just really open them up so much more to, like I said, every aspect of your life. So your belief in yourself, your relationships, your health and wellness, and your work or school situation. So it was his way of, and his name is Eddie Via at Unleash Your Strengths. If anybody's interested in doing that deeper understanding of them, I take clients through them, but I don't teach the way he teaches about the strengths. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's because that one has 34 traits that everybody has. So that's what makes us similar. But the results come back in a way that the ranking of all 34 is going to be unlike anybody else in the entire world. So that's how you're unique. Mm. And your top strengths are the gifts that you bring to the world. And even though some of us might have some of the similar traits up to, you know, in the same top 10, this, the other traits that are surrounding it. So say I have responsibility high, but I also have empathy high and developer high, that's going to look different for me than if I had responsibility high with a ranger high and discipline high. That responsibility piece is going to mean something a little bit different for me then. And that's what I do. I personalize it to that level for people. And it helps you understand that if I approach things in my life in a way that's through how I do things best, I'm going to feel better about it People are going to respond better to me, and it brings that sense of peace in life that we're all looking for. And then if I can recognize those bottom strengths that show up just as often as those top ones, 
but those are the areas where we're trying to be more like somebody else or Mm -hmm. we're trying to do what we think we're supposed to do. And it really leads us into self-doubt. And that's when we feel stressed and anxiety, you know, a lot of that kicks in when we're coming from those bottom strengths. So yeah, that makes a lot of sense. For example, I have a a client who reached out to me the other day. She's a college student and she's, you know, telling me different things that are going on in her life that are stressing her out. She's like, but I, I have my plan of how this is all supposed to look and I'm used to getting all A's and I just can't understand why I'm not getting those grades anymore. And my self-worth is starting to diminish because of that. And I, when I looked at her results again, I said, you have achiever is your 34. That's your lowest strength. So when you put your self-worth based on your accomplishments, you're going to be stressed. That doesn't serve you well. Other people, that motivates them. But for mm-hmm. you, this is you listening to other voices coming at you, whether it's been your parents or school teachers, whatever it might be. This is you doing what you think you should do and having a plan is also in your bottom five. That strategic strength showed up in her bottom five. And I'm like, no, you're better to go about things in this way. And I took her again through her top ones. And she's like, oh my gosh, that makes so much sense. It like lifts a burden off her shoulders to feel like she had to do things the way everybody has always told her she should. Yeah, no, that's really interesting. And and I sort of felt that way. I remember when I did that work, and it was especially around being in management. And I, I really felt like more empowered in terms of like, well, this is why I'm approaching things this way compared to maybe somebody else. Or, you know, it helped me to understand why I maybe didn't want to do it approach a problem in in a certain way or or just you know how to get to that comfort level in what I was doing so that's interesting yeah absolutely and I take couples through them too side by side so you know when you said how I'm approaching things versus somebody else you know a lot of times in a in a personal relationship we get frustrated with other people for not doing things the way that we should and even in the professional you know relationships Mm -hmm, we get mm -hmm. that same frustrations Well, when I go through all 34 traits side by side and I say, okay, you have communication at number three and this person has communication at number 26. This is what it means for you guys. And this is how you can learn to respect one another and not expect from one another that you should both come at things the way that each other should come at things the way that you do in terms of sharing stories and talking things out and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Okay. No, that's interesting. I never thought about it in terms of a relationship, but very neat. Um, So yeah, that's obviously been really helpful in your journey and, and then you're able to help others. What do you think has been the biggest obstacle during this time of change and kind of completely changing your life and starting over? Yeah, my biggest obstacle is when I drop into those bottom strengths. And the funny thing is, is that was happening before I even had taken the assessment and knew what my strengths were. Mm. I I don't do well when I when I go backwards and I think about the past. Um, and when those voices of the past keep coming up and and I hear the negative things that were told to me for so many years, that's a huge obstacle for me. I have to, you know, be very mindful of you know, putting a stop to that. And then when I overthink things, 
that does not serve me well either. Or when I get caught up in my my accomplishments and my measurements and you know all the the statistics and numbers that go with people, mm-hmm. um, those are big obstacles for me as well. And the main one is comparing myself to other people. Mm-hmm. So I noticed that you know, like I said, even before I had taken this assessment and understand it now to this level, when I was doing those things, when I was going through all the changes and I compared myself to all my friends and how come their marriages could last and mine can't and that type of thing, those were huge obstacles for me to have to overcome. But being mindful and understanding the way that you feel when those things are happening and process through those feelings that helps get you into listening and getting back in touch with, but wait a minute, this feels better for me. So, hey, if that feels better, maybe I should lean more into those things then instead, because who doesn't want to feel good? <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, and I mean, it's it's a piece about your energy too, right? Like if something comes naturally to you, I would imagine, you know, you have more energy to do more things if it's not always feeling like a struggle. Absolutely. That's a great point. Yes. That's great. Um, And then what would you say were some of your biggest assets, I guess, during this time? Like, did you still remain close with family? Um, You know, were there maybe new friends that you made? Or um, obviously, your new career has probably been a big asset? Yeah, all of it, really. I mean, my friends and my family were rocks to me through this whole thing. And um, my kids have been amazing. And I have such a a great relationship with them now as, as they're adults. And as I get to be 100% myself now to them too, they're seeing their mom in a new light. So that was that was big. And then I took like a year and a half to do just all of this work on myself. And then once I moved to California, I was in a better mindset. I was in a better place in my life. And I actually met somebody who um, I have an amazing relationship with now. And I get to experience what that's like to have a healthy relationship and to be fully accepted for who you are, the good, the bad, the ugly, all of it. You know, he, he completely understands how I work. And so that's been a huge asset along the way as well. Mm, no, that sounds great. Is he interested or have you done some of the strengths work with him as well? He's done a lot of his own work. Um, I have not gone through the strengths and I really don't want to with him just because I'm so like, I'm one of those people who, you know, I'm silently um, assessing your strengths. So when I have conversations with people, I hear strengths through the conversation and I don't want to feel like I'm like constantly analyzing my partner. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I, I have gone through them with his daughter and his nephew and, you know, other family members. He's, he's a hundred percent supportive of what I do. And he suggests my work to, the school he works at and and things like that. So he's very supportive, but that's just a level. I, I know his strengths without knowing them, put it that way. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm sure (laughs) that makes sense. Oh, that's great. And so you, you know, you've definitely come, come out of this challenging time with so much. Are there any other additional tools or advice that you want to give either, you know, on the topic of starting over or even divorce or empty nesting, any of those things that you want to mention to listeners? Yeah, just 
really listen to yourself, um, tap into who you are, whether it's, whether it's you work with somebody like me and you go through your strengths or you just listen to yourself and, and feel what feels right to you. Um, don't get caught up in doing things the way other people do or the way that you think you should be doing. And there's one message that when I was going through all of this, my therapist gave me that changed um, so much of my perspective. And that is just because you understand why doesn't make it okay. So even understanding my own strengths there's bridges and tunnels to my top ones. So even though these are the things that are my gifts and the way they show up for me, I also have to be very mindful of how I present them and when and where I lean into which ones. So that comes into that self-management piece as well. And I have empathy high, so I take on a mm. lot from other people. So that's why that one was so resonating to me about okay, you know, this is how I can look at other people. So just really pay attention to your thoughts, feelings, and actions and what feels good to you. Okay, that makes a lot of sense. And it sounds like taking that time to, you know, find yourself, like you said, you took about a year and a half to to go through a lot of this stuff. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it's not an overnight situation. (laughs) Yeah, and the thing is too, is starting over, isn't just getting divorced or changing location or switching jobs, starting over because you can do all those things and end up right back in the same spot that you were before. Mm-hmm. Starting over is really you changing your mindset and your approach to things and the way that you look at yourself. And that's why I developed self-intelligence because I believe that's the foundation to everything else in life. Everything is a relationship, whether it's a relationship with time, money, other people, whatever. And it all begins with the relationship you have with yourself first as to how those things are going to unfold. Okay. No, that's really good advice. Yeah. Like it's not, it's a process and it's, it's active. It's not just like, oh, I made this one change and now I'm new. (laughs) Right. (laughs) And it's something that you work on every day. You know, I've gone through all of this. I've experienced all of this. I've overcome so much, but I work at myself every single day as well. Mm -hmm. Okay. No, that's great. That's great advice. Um, So I'm sure people are going to want to find out a little bit more about you and some of the work you're doing. What are the best places um, to do that online? Yeah, you can grab my book actually on Amazon. It's Feel Empowered Everyday Bullet Journal. It's an interactive guide to build emotional intelligence by strengthening who you are. And it's it's vibrant. It's quick to the point. I know everybody's attention spans are really short these days. So it's like um, bullet journal, bullet points, you know, it it gets you there. It gives a lot of information, but it's, it has you um, engaged with it as well. So there's a lot of really good nuggets in there to pick up from the book. I'm also on all social media platforms at Feel Empowered Every Day. I'm on Spotify with my own solo podcast. And um, my website is feelempoweredeveryday.com, which is a work in progress right now. I'm I'm in the middle of rebranding. So in the next couple of weeks, it'll be all fresh and new. And your podcast, does that feel empowered as well? 
Yep. Feel empowered every day. And that's on Spotify. Okay. That sounds great. So people can hop on over there if they want to hear a little bit more. And the bullet journal sounds really interesting as well. So um, yeah, I think that's something cool to pick up, especially with the holidays coming and all that kind of stuff. (laughs) It's funny because, you know, people look at it and they immediately think, oh, teenager, young adult or girls or whatever. Well, um, I've had moms buy it with the intention of getting it to their daughters. And they're like, you know what? I actually want to keep this for myself. <laughs> mm, yeah. You know, yeah. and my son picked it up and he, he couldn't put it down. And, you know, I suggested to him before to listen to some of my webinars that are on my YouTube channel. And he's like, mom, my whole life has been a webinar. I don't need <laughs> to listen to your webinar. But when he picked up the book, he was like, Oh yeah, this I I really enjoy this. So he's a 23-year-old guy, so it's for mm-hmm. everyone. Oh, that's great. Okay, perfect. Well, thank you so much El for your time today. I think this has been really enlightening in terms of the process that you went through and some of the tools that you're using, and I'm sure there's going to be listeners who can take nuggets from this conversation. So thank you again for your time. Excellent. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. Thank you so much to Al Hart for joining me this week on the Learning to Slay the Beast podcast. It was really interesting to learn more about Clifton Strengths. I know we got into a little bit of that just because it's something that I am familiar with. And so I was kind of excited to to learn some of the applications there for sure. And to learn more about her book on Amazon, The Feeling Empowered Everyday Bullet Journal, as well as her podcast, I think... She has a really great story that we can take a lot from in terms of how she's really rebooted her life and taken on a whole new um, genre in terms of her work and really found her stride, it seems like, after everything that she went through in terms of completely starting over. And it's just really great to see that she's been able to thrive in in her new environment. So I hope that you were able to pick up some tips from her. Go check out her podcast. Again, it's Feeling Feel Empowered Every Day on Spotify, as well as her website, feelempoweredeveryday.com. And again, her bullet journal over on Amazon. She also mentioned she is on Instagram at Feel Empowered Every Day as well. I hope that everyone's keeping well and that um, not everybody has a virus. I know we've had several go through our house this fall. It's definitely been a lot. And um, I know we're also heading into the hustle bustle of getting ready for the holidays. So I hope everyone's keeping well so that we can go into the holiday season and really be able to relax and enjoy and thrive into the new year. So thanks again for listening this week and I look forward to connecting again next week. Thanks. Thank you for listening to the Learning to Slay the Beast podcast. Please keep in mind, this podcast is not intended to be medical or professional advice. If you'd like to hear more from me, you can follow me on social media, Instagram and TikTok at Sarah Lady Gluten or Facebook, Sarah underscore Gluten Free Lady. You can also visit my website, which includes author information, speaking information, and more info on the podcast at www.se-german.com. If you like the podcast, please feel free to review the podcast on your favorite platform and also subscribe because it means that it will show up for you 
every week on your favorite podcast platform. Also, we've just started to have the ability to support the podcast. You can find this link in my Instagram bio or visit Kofi, K-O hyphen F-I dot com slash learning to slay the beasts. Thanks again for listening and have a great week.